When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pineapple Pizza podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today, we have a visiting chef who will be serving up one of their favorites. I'm your hostess with... (laughs) You're the hostess with the mostest. I'm the hostess with the mostest. I'm the hostess with an inability to read. Okay. I can't read today either. (laughs) We're all on a level playing field. (laughs) It's a good thing we're not reading the stories. I'm your hostess, Emily, and with me are the wonderful Ashley and Lindsay. Hello. Hello. Hi, (laughs) ladies. Please join us in welcoming Joel from the Drink Drunk Dead podcast. Hello. Hello, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) I love how Emily's all like, I don't know this person at all. I'm just going to introduce him. (laughs) This is actually the first time we've ever met. (laughs) first time i'm seeing his face Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful face i happen to like it very much i'm good at catfishing (laughs) (laughs) so we have some questions to warm you up warm the ovens before you cook your dish wow you like that one tonight that's good get us all hot and ready (laughs) (laughs) it's all we do on the show All right, so question number one, tell us a bit about your show and when did you and your co-host, me, begin Drink Drunk Dead podcast? When did we begin? It was COVID, wasn't it? It was before COVID. Mm January-ish. Yeah. Yeah, so we started in January. That was like the second best podcast out there. (laughs) Second only to Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Oh, of course, of course. Right. It was January 2020, right? It's so long ago. It's like 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I've grown like 20 additional gray hairs since then. Mm -hmm. So what kind of what kind of topics did you cover on Drink Drunk Dead? Anything that would scare your pants off, Emily. (laughs) Were you successful? I think so. I think I gave you a couple nightmares. 
There have been a few times when uh, Ashley or Lindsay managed to get my pants off on this show. That is oh, very my. true. I just told you to take them off one time and you did. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> like it was literally hot. I was like, take off your pants. <laughs> Lindsay, please teach me your way. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Take off your pants. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> now you know the secret. Turn up mm-hmm. the thermostat. And then just ask her. Oh, he'd die. He can't stand that heat. <laughs> it's not worth it. Hey. It might be worth it if there's no pants involved. <laughs> I don't know. You could always go uh you could always go with the never fails Pluto line too. And then mm. be like, how about you take off those pants? Because I feel like that would work. I don't know this line. <gasps> We've had discussions about Pluto and my feelings about Pluto. <laughs> yeah. What's the Pluto line? Hey, Emily, did you hear about Pluto? That's messed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take off your pants. <laughs> Panty dropper. <laughs> I miss you, Pluto. So just get you in your feels. Yes. Okay. Write oh, that one down. Since, uh, since you are drink drunk dead, well, you're one half of drink drunk dead. What, uh, you, yeah, yeah, you're one half of drink Two thirds. We'll, we'll call it two thirds. <laughs> What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Which you couldn't. The rest of your angry orchard. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. No, I couldn't. So, Joel, when do new episodes drop? <laughs> None right now. <laughs> or ever again. <laughs> dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> Parentheses, maybe. What made you stop? Why'd you School. have to stop? School. School. Kids. Nerd. (laughs) I will pull this car over, people. (laughs) Do it, Mom. Do it. (laughs) Put back on your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay, was this not what you meant when you told us to ruin your life? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Unfuck my shit up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure you can reverse that one. I don't think you can. (laughs) All right, so we have a few more questions for you. Okay. This one's kind of, it's kind of a two-sided question, so bear with me just a moment. Mm -hmm. What is one episode of yours that you would recommend patrons of our pizzeria check out first? Or what episode of your show is your favorite? Oh, goodness. Do you even remember any of them? Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Completely unrelated. Just give me two seconds. I have to check my email. He's just checking the recipe. It's fine. Uh Um, One, actually, just as I was sitting down for this one, was the lighthouse story that I did. Oh, that was a good one. Like, I could just, just as I was researching it and talking about it, like, it's just something that you could picture. What was that one about besides a lighthouse? It was about the lighthouse on the rock. It was where the the guy went crazy. (laughs) And he had, I forget the the term for the the person who, so he like, he was the manager of the lighthouse. And there was a younger person who came on as like an intern sort of thing. And the old guy went crazy. And then the young guy had to kill him because he went, he went bonkers. Isn't that the theme to the movie, The Lighthouse? 
I think it stemmed, or the, the movie stemmed from this story, but oh, there was okay. differences. I was going to say, Robert Pattinson? Mm-hmm. What's he doing here? Sparkling. <laughs> he is the lighthouse. He's the light from the lighthouse. <laughs> no, no, no. These days, he's vengeance, so he doesn't sparkle oh, oh. now. <laughs> he does wear mascara, though. And he still <laughs> fails to wash his hair. Yeah, well, he's never going to wash his hair. That's a trademark. He's he's not a hair-washing kind of guy. Nope. That's fine. That's fine. Everybody's got their thing. All right. Our last two questions are pretty easy. What's the special that you selected to feature today? It's the special that I selected to feature? Yeah. And what made you choose it? Oh, you. I don't. It's a cryptid, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of. I think this. If it's the story that I'm thinking, it's like a North American myth slash cryptid. Mm-hmm. Urban mythology. Uh, I I don't know that you can have urban mythology in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. That re- <laughs> for urban, you require some like a city. Crypto mythology. There you go. Crypto mythology. Okay, so you you chose a crypto mythology episode. A crypto mythological legend. What about crypto mythologend? Just smush them ah, all together. Yeah. There you go. Listen, portmanteau. That's <laughs> it's Ashley's forte. It is. That's all I do in life. Smush words together and make new words. <laughs> it's a talent. Is you it? do it well, Ashley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. I'm over here like, I don't think it's that great, but okay. <laughs> so we are all ready for you to serve up some crypto mytho legend. Crypt mytho legend? I, I, don't, I don't remember. Crypto mytho legend. <laughs> crypto mytho legend. There you go. It rolls off the tongue, Emily. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> but you're ready, eh? We are ready. Okay. Hit us in the face with something delicious. Uh, <laughs> no. My body is ready. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the Alaskan Triangle. Ooh. Ooh. Similar to the Bermuda Triangle, but in Alaska. <laughs> and also- not in vault. Go ahead. It's also pizza slice shaped because it's a triangle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. That's way Perfect. better than what I was going to say. So let's <laughs> if it was the Alaskan rhombus, I'd be like, get out of here with that shit. <laughs> you and everybody else, everyone hates rhombuses, even geometry teachers. <laughs> Little side note my family calls ourselves the rhombus, so I am offended. <laughs> I have a cup that says rhombus on it. <laughs> oh my god. I'll put that past us. <laughs> so apparently nobody likes you, Joel. Forgive and forget. So. <laughs> <laughs> the dirty little secret is whatever shape she said I was going to trash. <laughs> That's how this show works. Okay. So in any given year, anywhere from 500 to 2,000 people go missing in Alaska. More often than not, 
the search and rescue missions returned nothing. No evidence, no clues, and no bodies. So Alaska is bounded by r- around 33,000 miles of coastline and is home to some of the most brutal environmental conditions. There's dense woodlands, hidden caves, a large wildlife population, and the unforgiving climate are oftentimes deemed the reasoning behind the many disappearances. More than half of the federally designated wild, wild, ugh, wilderness resides in Alaska. Since 1988, more than 16,000 people have disappeared within the Alaskan Triangle. That's terrifying. There are two people left in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, I wish it was a rhombus. And neither of them listen to pineapple pizza. Well, if they did, they don't anymore. <laughs> So <laughs> the Alaskan Triangle stretches from Anchorage at its southern tip to Genua toward the southeast and to Barrow on Alaska's northern coast. In 1972, the area started to gain attention after the U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs, a local Alaska congressman, Nick Begich, Begich, Begich? <laughs> That's cool. <It's> <laughs> Sounds like something you get stuck in your throat. <laughs> An aide to both of those, Russell Brown and their pilot, Don Johns, vanished while flying from Anchorage to Genoa. For over a month, many civilians, 40 military aircraft, and dozens of boats scoured over 32,000 square miles to no avail. There was no trace of wreckage or a single body found. With these strange happenings bringing more attention to the public eye, many reports started coming in with many more planes, hikers, tourists, and local residents seeming to vanish into thin air. Did they say poof when they vanished? Yes. It just like was like a queefing now, a sound. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! No! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> you got you got so That's how they knew it was a person that was disappearing. Oh, I heard a queen. Queen? 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 I don't smell anything. What's happening? Somebody must have disappeared. In a queen of smoke. Oh, God. (laughs) In a queen of smoke. What the fuck? How am I supposed to get through this if you're doing that? Okay, think about something boring. <laughs> I got something boring. <laughs> uh, uh, yay? <laughs> so many people say these disappearances are due to a harsh natural environment. That is but that's boring. the boring part. Okay. So I'll give you some more realistic and certainly more interesting theories. All right, let's do it. Okay. So many people support the idea of strong energy vortices within the triangle. They're swirling centers of energy concentrated in specific places where the energy is more intense. They are thought to affect people in many physical, mental, and emotional ways. Positive vortices spin upward in a clockwise motion, creating an enhancing flow. The positive vortices are said to be healing, conducive to meditation, creativity, and self-exploration. Emily, I can't look at you. <laughs> Just stay 
He's talking about spinning and, and it creating this flow of energy. And after the queefing comment, my brain is just elsewhere. I can't even look at you right now. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm trying to listen to Joel like a good host. Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. I'm sorry I didn't include any queefing in my story. <laughs> So you were spinning upward in a positive So direction. some people actively search for these areas to feel inspired and to be recharged. I bet they it do. Is, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's thought that the Egyptian pyramids, the Stonehenge, and the Sedona Desert are sacred temples of cathedrals throughout the world. So there's positive and then there's negative vortices, which spin downward in a counterclockwise motion. It is thought here that this creates a draining or depleting effect. When a human is in its vicinity, they are believed to cause health issues like depression, nightmares, disorientation, confusion, and hallucinations. That's what's wrong with my life. I was just wondering if all of Pennsylvania might be one of those. Oh, I was going to be like, my job is one of those. (laughs) That explains so much. (laughs) They cause electrical instruments to malfunction. Uh, Some places thought to be filled with these vortices are the Bermuda Triangle, uh, the Japanese Devil Sea, and Easter Island. Was it all the cannibalism? Maybe. Long pig. Yum. Oh, God. (laughs) Did you just red robin long pig? (laughs) I did. Great. Well, can't ever eat there again. <laughs> Think of the bottomless steak fries. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm going to be like, this meat is probably a person. Why would you take this from me? <laughs> My life was already so empty. <laughs> so I always hear all the giggles coming from upstairs <laughs> Emily's up here recording and now I understand why <laughs> just queefs and long pig all up in here <laughs> constant derailment <laughs> so there's a group of people referred to as the Tlingit and the Simshian who are indigenous inhabitants of the Pacific Northwest coast of the United States and uh, southeastern Alaska Within their lore exists a creature called the Kushtaka, which roughly translates to land otter people. And they're not as cute as you might think. I was going to say, otters? (laughs) It's not that kind. (laughs) The Kushtaka are mythical and maniacal tricksters who try to lure humans away from their homes in order to, most of the time, turn them into Kushtaka. In Tlingit lore, they do this to prevent a person from achieving reincarnation and everlasting life. And then other times they simply just tear their victims to shreds. I can't decide which one I want. (laughs) (laughs) Option A, option B. And you you say that, but then I'm like in my head picturing like an otter mascot type thing coming up to the house and be like, hey, come with me. And I'm like, I love otters and mascots. I'll go with you. I don't need to be reincarnated. Fuck things. I'm just like, go out to the wilderness. I mean, that's the thing. If I'm getting a second life, is it going to be the same as this one? Because then, go ahead. I don't want it. (laughs) But like, if it's going to be better, 
then I guess just rip me to shreds because <laughs> <laughs> it's only because you can be like, okay, now wait one second. Do you have foresight? Because if this, if my shit's gonna be better, I want to stay here. <laughs> they might. So, it's <laughs> a Tlingit folklore called the Land Otter's Captive, which is recorded by a man, John Swanton, of the Bureau of American Ethnology. And this is translated into English, so it was kind of tough to make sense of it, but we're going to go with it. So the story goes that there were several persons once who went out from Sitka together. A little town in Alaska. When their canoe turned over and all of the people on board drowned except for a man by the name of Kitska D. As he was in the water, a canoe came up to him and he thought that it contained his friends. When he got closer and brought on board, it turned out to be a canoe full of land otters. So they started southward with him and they kept going farther and farther until they passed clear around Queen Charlotte Islands, which is actually in Canada. Crossing the international borders, all right. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) At every place they had stopped, they took in a female land otter. Uh And all this time, (laughs) all this time they had kept a mat made out of the broad part of a piece of kelp over the man they had captured until they arrived at a place which is called Rainy Village. Obsessed with UFOs and extraterrestrials? Convinced there's a chupacabra in your backyard? Is your doppelganger ruining your life? Do you love all things haunting related? If you answered yes to any or none of these then these are the mostly sensical slightly drunken ramblings for you? Question mark? I'm Emily. And I'm Joel. And we're the hosts of Drink Drunk Dead. Join us, our two cats, Emma and Otto, and our house ghost, every week as we have a few drinks, discuss all things paranormal, and, and raise, raise a, a toast, toast to, to our, our ghosts. At this place, the man had met his aunt, who had drowned years before, and had become the wife of two land otters. In case you were curious, land otters are not monogamous. They're Mormons. <laughs> yeah, but like reverse Mormons. She's a busy lady. So she had said to him, your aunt's husband will save you. You must come to see me this evening. When he went to see his aunt that evening, she said, I can't leave these people for I have learned to think a great deal of them. So afterwards, his aunt's husband started back with him. And they did not camp until midnight. So their canoe was a skate. And I had to look this up because I was confused. But a skate is a Tlingit canoe. A little bit of side information for you. And as soon as they had come ashore, they turned it over on top of the man. So that no matter how hard he tried to get out, he could not. And they didn't specify why they needed to keep this man trapped. But I imagine he had already started to get turned by these Kusaka. Don't like it. Not about it's better it. than being barfed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Oh no, <laughs> I I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> 
see, I, no, that will always be disappointing to me because you were like, they're called the Yaramayahu and it sounds like such a fun, cute thing. <laughs> it's not, though. <laughs> and then, then they're like, bleh. <laughs> Did it say how they make you into one of them? I think they just capture you and brainwash you. Okay. They yeah. just slowly turn. Hmm. Yep. Take their ways. Well, that's upsetting because that could happen. It happens all the time. (laughs) So, in making the passage across to Cape Omni, they had worked very hard. And shortly after they landed, they heard the raven. And I also had to look this up. But apparently, the significance with the raven is supernatural beings who hear a raven's call before coming ashore had died shortly after. Do they say nevermore? So when they had first started back, um, the aunt had said to her husbands, don't leave him where he can be captured again. Take him to a good place. So they had left him close to the town, the Sitka. So he had been walking around the neighborhood of the town and made the people suffer so much every night that they could not sleep and were determined to capture him. And this story did not say what he did that made them suffer, but I'm imagining he was just very malicious they're just well you said it was every night right yeah do you think it was like that car ride we took this weekend that four hours of <laughs> maybe <laughs> I my theory is that it's like the scene in ghost so he was just walking around singing I'm Henry the eighth I am really loud the whole <laughs> night <laughs> it had to be something tremendously annoying like it doesn't even have to be mean just has to be really irritating and you're like get that thing the fuck out of here it needs to go mm-hmm. maybe he just went around and ding dong ditched everybody just over and over that son of a bitch <laughs> what if he was saying that one Maya, Maya, Maya. Numa Numa, Numa, Numa. <laughs> <laughs> with the eyebrows <laughs> You just, like, pop up in people's windows. At, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Get the fuck out of here, Carl! (laughs) It's always a Carl. (laughs) (laughs) So they had fixed a rope in such a way as to ensnare him. Uh, At first, they were unsuccessful. But eventually, they had placed dog bones in the rope so that they could, they would, uh, so that the rope, the dog bones would stick into his hands. Ow! No! Apparently, dog bones are the greatest enemies of the land otters. Land otters are very frightened by dogs. Why didn't they just release the dogs then? Release the hounds. <laughs> Why did they have to like sacrifice a dog and be like, we need your bones? And then, like, no, how could you? <laughs> I love that we can talk about people dying on this show, but the thing that gets me worked up is you said to kill a dog. <laughs> Don't you kill my dog, Lindsay. <laughs> I feel the same way about dogs. Don't come at my dog. So later that night, uh, the land otter man had tore his hand uh, on the bones after he got caught. And he sat down and began to scream. While he was doing this, the rest of the townspeople got the rope around him and eventually captured him. When they got him home, he was very wild. But they restored his reason by cutting his head with dog bones. As you do. <laughs> Ashley has some questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the 
probably why. <laughs> no, like, okay, wait. We're restoring people's reason by cutting them Physical in the head. <laughs> yes. All right, whatever. It's science. <laughs> no, it's no. <laughs> Nothing was frozen, Lindsay. It's not science unless it's been frozen. See, we've established that before, and also no one was writing it down. You also need to write stuff down for science. It's like, you do? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm very sure. I don't know. I do science they, sometimes. Hey, they say that on every episode of Mythbusters. Don't you oh. take this away from me. <laughs> Maybe Todd was off to the side being like, dog bones, yes, yes. In the head, yes, yes. <laughs> Positive results. <laughs> Reason being restored. So then the last little bit I have for you here, and again, I don't know where it fits into any of this, but I'll share it with you. So after some time, he was able to, or after they had captured him and and restored him back after hitting him on the head with the dog bones, he would always eat his meat and fish raw. And one time he was around a bunch of halibut fishers. And they very much wanted him to, or very much wanted to have him eat cooked halibut, but he didn't want to. So he was a good halibut fisher, probably having learned the art from the other land otters, although he never said that he did. And for a long time, the man had refused to take any, but at last had consented. He ate the fish, the cooked fish, and then he died. (laughs) So it's the cooked fish that kills him, but the raw fish is totally cool. Yes. Hmm. I imagine that they wanted him to eat that cooked fish so that they didn't throw up when they were eating their dinner of cooked fish. He's over there like... Nah, nah, nah. He's, he's totally gollumming it over on the side. Ew. So juicy sweet. <laughs> Whatever. People eat sushi. You should have just let him do what he wants. It's not your body. Let him live his life. Not in Alaska. Especially after beating him with dog bones in the head. I totally picture that very cartoony where they come over with like this gigantic bone. Like they would like it's Flintstone like it's, style like it's, and they just like bonk him on the head. Just, like a giant Flintstones bone. Yes. It's for science. <laughs> Reason restored. <laughs> so I'm sure all of that would make a lot more sense with a better background of the Kustaka, but that is the little snippet of a land otter. Of some were otters. Where otters? Do they change into otters? Huh? Do they change? Do they like actually physically change into otters? One of the things said that they're shapeshifters. Okay, okay, because they are tricksters. But I think their their main form takes an otter, like a giant otter. Yeah, like a human sized otter. I don't know. Well, where otter would work either way, because where just means man. It's old English, so. If any part of you is still kind of a human, it'll work. Ashley hitting us with the knowledge. No, (laughs) it's just because I took a lot of classes about the history of England, and that's like the only thing that I remember because, fun fact, they had this thing called Ware Guild back in the day. And that, (laughs) no, listen, it literally translates to man gold. And that's the price you have to pay another village to settle up if you wrongfully kill someone. Isn't that like a man's weight (laughs) in gold? Something like that? 
I don't think it's by weight that they determine it. I think it has to do with, like, your actual value to the society. So, like, if you're a kind of a shitty person, but you're fat, you're probably worth less. But, like, if you're a really good person, but you're the size of Emily, you're worth a lot. You're only worth two and a half toddlers worth of gold. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They do measure it out in half toddlers. I left that part out. <laughs> Not a metric fuckton. No. Not a metric fuckton. Okay. No, we, we don't have a metric fuckton's worth of gold. This isn't like the ancient Aztecs. This is mm. England. So you only have so much. I, wouldn't I feel like much. I wouldn't fetch a very big price. <laughs> yes, Lindsay. I'd <laughs> be worth like a few shillings tops. <laughs> They're like, ah, uh, here you go. Throw a couple coins at you. You're assuming we'd be worth anything, though. We're women, That's true. so I'm That's not true. really sure. They'd probably be like, just get a different one. They're all interchangeable. So. <laughs> you should just throw that one away. <laughs> it's not. It's not woman gold. It's man gold. That's true. So probably not worth as much. That's true. Thank you for that story. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we, do we want to do something nice? I know we don't usually do it for our guest episodes, but we don't really typically have a good segue into the end of our episodes either. Does anybody have anything nice? Um, Awkward silence while everyone tries to think of anything good. (laughs) I got to hang out with actual adults this past weekend without my children. I was like, I haven't seen other adults in 18 months. This is great. So I was very excited and I drank wine and it was delicious. And then you come home and you see your children and you're like, oh, I was really bummed because we were in Pepin, Wisconsin, which is where Peppy the lake monster is. And I didn't get to go and look for him. So I was kind of bummed. That would have been cool. Yeah. Come back with some pictures or at least some sweet swag or something. Like I went to Pepin and all I got was this lousy Slousy t shirt and it's just peppy on it. Well that then they're just stealing the idea from us. That's true. No, that only works if it's a sash. That's, that's, true. that's true. Apparently they have a pickle factory there too. Ooh, pickle factory. Joel, your uncle would like that. Yeah, he would. Thomas was really sad we didn't go. And I was like, we could have gone. <laughs> we had we had Sunday morning. We could have gone. He was like, No, it's fine. Fill your belly with wine and pickles. That might not be a good mix. No. That's what we call regret. (laughs) No kidding. What about you, Ashley? Do you have anything you might regret less than uh, pickles and wine? Or pickled wine, as they say. Ew. No. (laughs) No. Who says that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The Pepinites. (laughs) The only thing good that I have that I can think of right now, I already mentioned, but I'll bring it up again because it made me feel nice. Someone on Twitter thinks I'm really funny. So, (laughs) I saw that. That was a really good comment. I know it's like a small thing, but considering I'm not the funny one here, I liked it and it made me feel nice. You need to listen. To the the dumbfounded crossover that we did, mm-hmm. because we talk about how you are so freaking funny that more of your quotes end up on our merch than anybody else's. It's true. No, Lindsay's the funny one though. Like, 
I'm just the dumb one. Oh, you are not dumb. Yes, I am. I'm the dumb one. You gotta stop lying to people. That's not cool. You're not a politician. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only job where you can do that all the time and people are like, yeah, we expected it. It's fine. (laughs) Well, Joel, I know you're you're kind of just here briefly to, to serve up something special, but did you have anything nice you would like to share? What's the premise? (laughs) Whatever, just do you you have something good going on in your life that you're like, hey, this is cool? Hmm. You know, aside from me, we have no kids tonight. That is fantastic. (laughs) There you go. That is a good share. Mm -hmm. See, first time in a while, no kids. The highlight of our month. Yeah. (laughs) After we get off here, we're going for dinner and possibly some mini golf. There you go. Have some fun. Aww. I haven't been golfing in forever because I'm terrible at it, but I'd still like to go just because I've <laughs> never leave the house anymore. <laughs> so that's your that's your uh, bright and cheery thing? No kids. That's the bright and cheery thing. No kids and mini golf. Woo! <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have anything too too interesting. Just did some some work on the podcast. We did our guest appearance on the the dumbfound dead and that episode ended up really funny that was a lot of fun i think everybody should go check that out we're gonna upload it as a patreon bonus content sorry it's really hot up here yeah take off your pants (laughs) (laughs) who says i was wearing any to start (laughs) i came prepared (laughs) (laughs) i'm pantsless and ready to go (laughs) (laughs) so we had that uh the Oh, Ashley. So he said that uh, they typically aim for 50 downloads of an episode in its first week. And we did that in our first day with our guest guest appearance. So what? What? That's pretty awesome. It's awesome. I would think it's I. it always strikes me as like very professional when people are like, this is my goal for downloads for today. And I'm like, I don't even know what day it is. So I don't have a goal. (laughs) (laughs) I have no goal, but not to die today. And if I manage to do that, then I get a gold star. (laughs) What are goals? (laughs) Well, Lindsay, when he asked us what our long-term, our short-term and long-term goals for the podcast were, we were like, make it another month. (laughs) (laughs) To make Lindsay laugh so hard she drops her mic again. Yes. (laughs) Well, and now I'm the only one that hasn't had something come out of my nose yet. So I think that should be my long-term goal is to laugh so hard that something comes out of my nose. To laugh so hard at our show yes. that you choke on something and almost die. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Joel didn't hear that story from earlier today <laughs> about the wine. So I was drinking a glass of wine and listening to one of our podcast episodes and there's this part where we start talking about throwing 600-year-old burlap panties around. <laughs> <laughs> and I as we do in as I was <laughs> As I was drinking the wine and it went down the wrong tube and I instantly tried to stop myself from spitting wine all over our carpet because it's a light colored carpet. So instead it came out my nose and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, it burned so bad. It was terrible. Hey, at least it wasn't Dr. Pepper. That's true. It did smell good. Listen, Dr. Pepper and Red Bull in the sinuses is not. 
I've I've done both. It's not the way to go. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. It hurts like a son of a bitch for a couple days. Don't do it. Duly noted. Before we close out for the night, I want to read a review from a satisfied patron. So this is coming to us from Alex Williams on Podchaser. And he says, if you're into urban legends and other mythologies, this is a great show for you. The laughter of the hosts is contagious and their interest in the subject matter is clear. Great show. Keep it up. Thanks, Thanks Alex. Alex. We'll try to keep it up, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One more month. One more month. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, let's just phone it in today. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's about time to close up the restaurant for the night. So thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying an uncooked fishy slice of Ware Otters. Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do? Question mark. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tea Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, $7 Cryptid Hunter, and $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAppPizzaPod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at pineappappizzapod at gmail.com. Remember, there's the two P's in app. Otherwise, you're emailing someone else, and I don't want to be held responsible for that. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.